Welcome to the Quality Under Pressure podcast. My name is Min, and before we get rolling, I want to wish you a happy 2019. I hope it brings you and your loved ones health and happiness. I'm doing another one of these special, different format episodes, like our Aquaman review. I'm also flying solo today, so this will probably be a quick episode, but I wanted to take one last look at 2018 and do a quick music review because music is still a huge part of my life. I know a lot of my friends have sort of moved on to exclusively listening to podcasts or making 90% of their audio consumption podcasts or something like that, but I'm still, I think, majority music. I haven't also fully transitioned to streaming music because... Because I'm pretty picky when it comes to music and algorithms just haven't captured what I'm looking for. But with that said, I thought 2018 was a great year for music. I really got into music during the height of the early 2000 emo craze. So I grew up really loving punk, metal, and just really loud and angsty music. That still influences a lot of my musical choices, but obviously, hopefully, my musical tastes have matured. So let me share quickly some of the music I really enjoyed in 2018. I know Fair Use has a lot of gray area, and I'm not sure if what I'm doing is considered Fair Use, but I want to play you clips as we go along, too. So hopefully, this is considered some sort of editorial work. But let's start with Vacationer. I want to start with with a band that not a lot of people know about, and I think more people should know about them because their music is pretty accessible. What I mean is I get it if other people don't want to rock out to, like, Slipknot with me, but Vacationer is pretty chill. Here's a quick clip. hear that it's upbeat, kind of groovy, and easy to listen to. Their sort of visual motif has a lot of sort of psychedelic vibes, and I think you can hear how that might pair up well with their music. Fans of the starting line might also recognize the singer's voice because this is Kenny Vasoli's new band. The band put out their first album in 2012, and I've been following them since their 2014 release titled Relief. Their 2018 album Mindset came out in June, and that clip you heard is their song Entrance that comes off of that album. Next, I want to talk about a couple of albums I was disappointed with. I know a lot of people were stoked about 21 Pilots' follow-up to 2015's Blurry Face, but their new album didn't have anything on it that kept me coming back. I don't go super deep on 21 Pilots, but I'm sure hardcore fans will enjoy their album Trench. I really enjoyed hardcore band Beartooth's first two albums. I frequently go back to them when I'm at the gym, but their 2018 release Disease just didn't have an element that their previous two albums had. It's the news getting tired of, oh, losing control. 
sounds like they were trying to do something new on this album. And I never fault an artist for trying something new. It really bothers me when fans get all upset because who wants to create something over and over and over again? The same thing. But this album missed the mark a little bit with me. Next, I want to talk about one of my favorite albums of 2018. Thrice actually put out my album of the year in 2016 with To Be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere. And I thought they might do it again in 2018, but I will get to my album of the year at the end of this episode. And although Thrice didn't capture my album of the year, their 2018 release, Palms, is still super good. I can finally breathe I can finally breathe And my hands are band just keeps putting out these really full and meaningful albums and Palms is no different. You'll hear softer songs, you'll hear heavier songs, you'll hear songs that capture you if you're actually listening deeply. So I definitely recommend checking this one out. This next one is a bit different, but it's where my musical tastes are going. American jazz singer-songwriter Madeline Peru put out an album titled Anthem, and here's a clip from my favorite song off of that album. You know the law's on sale when you're too big to fail And every congressman comes with a prize uh-huh. And the streets are jail for the weak and the frail a predator's paradise and we all know how the cold that one is called a brand new deal and the album does get a bit political at times but i love it because i think artists have an obligation to comment on the world around them and her style of jazz is a bit more poppy and accessible and it's not necessarily my favorite kind of jazz but this was just well made and uh, f- and I feel good about the album and I think a lot of people can enjoy it. I saw Madeline Peru live when she was in town in September and I loved it. I can't wait to go to more jazz shows where I can just sit around, order a drink and get home at a reasonable time. Next, I want to give out a couple of honorable mentions, albums that I didn't get too deep into but caught my interest when they came out. Tillian Pearson put out a solo album called The Skeptic, which is solid, but I don't think it beats out his sophomore album, Perfect Enemy. So if you're going to check Tillian out, I would start with his 2015 album. Hold on to me now. You're not invincible If you let your guard down I'm not gonna let you fall Hold on to me Meg Myers put out Take Me to the Disco last summer, and it was really awesome to see her come back from her 2015 album, Sorry, which didn't totally resonate with me. I think there was a lot of music industry politics happening with her previous album, and I think she was more honest with herself with this album because I can sort of hear her again.
Lydia put out an album, A Liquor, which was a fun listen. But when it comes to Lydia, I'm not sure anything will beat their album, Illuminate. But I think a lot of people will like this album because it's sort of this cool intersection where pop meets hip hop meets rock. Kina Granis put out In The Waiting, and I don't go too deep on Kina Granis, but it's a softer and somber album. It's It feels very personal. I don't know enough about her personal life to connect all the dots, but I still enjoy the album. Tell us what you see Soaring High above humanity Next, when people ask me Who's your favorite band? My default answer is usually metalcore band Under Oath I listen to them all the time growing up, I listen to them a bunch when I'm at the gym. I've seen them perform live almost 20 times. They put out their album Disambiguation in 2010 and before their hiatus, and they returned with Erase Me in pretty different from their other albums and it's definitely not my favorite Under Oath album but I'm glad that the band is back they're making music going on tour and the best of all they seem happy to continue Under Oath I saw the band live in November I think and it was a lot tamer than their shows in the past but I still had a great time this next album kind of snuck up on me. I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't hear anything about it until it came out. Emery released an album called Eve, and I'm still kind of exploring the album, but I really like what I hear so far. The brothers and the sisters just whispering into Emery's 2011 and 2015 releases, so I kind of went into this one with low expectations, but I was pleasantly surprised. There must be something about Emery where I don't give them a fair chance because I listened to their 2007 album, I'm Only a Man, and I was like, man, this album sucks. But when I went back and listened to it a few years later, I really appreciated that album. So I'm going to try to wrap things up here, but I want to get into three 2018 albums that I wish I liked more. Let's start with 30 Seconds to Mars' album titled America that came out in April.
listening to 30 Seconds to Mars since about 2005 when they released their album, A Beautiful Lie. And America is probably their worst effort. And I say probably because I've never listened to their self-titled album. One of my favorite bands over the last decade has been The Reign of Kindo. They shortened their name to Kindo last year. But basically everything they've put out between 2007 and 2013 it was and still is gold. They released Play With Fire in 2013, so there's a good chunk of time between that and their 2018 release, Happy However After. Grand, oh, why can I sing a song about love? Perhaps I'm a dreamer but doesn't wake up now, I'm glad that the band is back at it, but their last album didn't strike a chord with me like all their other albums have. My last sort of meh album is going to go to Panic at the Disco's Pray for the Wicked. Panic is weird for me because I wasn't into their earlier stuff and I only became a fan with their 2013 release, Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. Their follow-up to that was 2016's Death of a Bachelor, which was good, but not as good. And Pray for the Wicked was just another step down, but it's really cool to see Brendan and the company doing really well. mention a couple of albums quickly before I get to my album of the year. In February of 2018, Census Fail put out their seventh studio album, If There Is Light, It Will Find You. the sound that made them popular between 2002 to 2008 and nothing will really capture how influential and fun Census Fail was back then but this was still a really cool album we last heard from Churches in 2015 when they put out Every Open Eye which was an album I listened to a lot in 2018 they put out Love is Dead and I don't know exactly why but it I didn't stick with the album for that long But either way, I think Churches is a super unique band, and I'm still glad they're making music. that Young the Giant craze when they struck it big with their debut album, but I really like their 2014, 2016, and now their 2018 release, Mirror Master. They're a really accessible and consistent rock band that puts out really cool songs. My favorite album by then is still Mind Over Matter, so I would start there if you're going to check them out. Can't let the street run 
1975 is another band that didn't resonate with me when everyone was into them, but I've really enjoyed their last two albums. A brief inquiry into online relationships came out at the end of November, so I'm still exploring that one as well. But so far, it's good. I also read that they have another album planned for 2019 that is connected to this last album. In a young man's life He should settle down And find himself a wife But I'm just fine Cause I know that you're mine Tonight Alive has sort of been labeled the Australian Paramore, and I don't think that's totally inaccurate, but I kind of don't like that comparison as well. It's like, okay, they're pop punk bands with female singers, but so what? They put out their album Underworld back in January, and I think it's totally underrated. I think it's because their previous album, 2016's Limitless, was an album where they matured and they experimented with their sound. And if you follow music closely, you know how fans sometimes react to change. But like I said before, I really like it when bands evolve because artistically, who wants to be stuck in the same place? Finally, I'm really stoked to announce my album of the year. The Dangerous Summer released their self-titled comeback album, and it is a gem. Five. I wish every person that I knew was in one room right now, drink until we died. I'm talking about all my friends. I'm talking I've been listening to this band since their debut in 2009. The dudes in the band have been through a lot of ups and downs, but it's really good to see them back and as strong as ever. They also have a 2011 and 2013 release that are decent, but I don't think it quite captures what they did with their debut album. They went on a hiatus in 2014 when a band member basically drove everyone away from the band because of his horrible actions, I guess, which led to him spending a year in prison. But the dudes came back together after everything cooled off and this time without that toxic band member. I might start to give in I honestly believe in us I can't believe we held out this long Where's the color? The Dangerous Summer has ups and downs. The album, The Dangerous Summer, has its ups and downs. In a good way, I mean, it's just lots of lows and highs. It's raw. It's honest. And I really wasn't expecting much when it came out, but I couldn't stop listening to it. And I hope these dudes keep at it. And I hope to catch them live if they ever stop here in Minnesota. So overall, 2018 was a solid year for music. Um, And I hope 2019 has a lot of good stuff coming our way, too. So cheers and get at me if you agree with any of these choices. And if you want to send me some music suggestions, I'm always down to check out new stuff. 
You can hit up Quality Under Pressure at Quality Under Pressure on Facebook and Instagram. We're at QUP Podcast on Twitter. Or you can just email us at QualityUnderPressure at gmail.com.